Long ago, there was uh, there was a, a situation in which my wife started purchasing Built Bars. And I used to have room in the refrigerator for my own food. Uh, then Built Bars came. And now we have, you know, some people have like a beer fridge. We basically have a Built Bar fridge at our house. She likes to chill her Built Bars, uh, unless they're the puffs. She made this very clear just to me yesterday. The puffs, which are like Charleston Chew uh, consistency, like marshmallowy, uh, those you don't need to refrigerate. I learned all sorts of amazing things. And when Lisa, my wife, decided to buy Built Bars, she uh, then told Tanya about them. And then Tanya told Glenn about them. And now Glenn eats them all the time. So the whole the whole building now eats Built Bars. They have about 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. They're the best protein bars you're ever going to have. I mean, they're, not, they're just basically candy bars. That's what they taste like. And, but they're healthy. They're good for you. Uh, check it out. Uh, I know we're big fans of Built Bars. Use the promo code BECK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Built.com is the place to go. B-U-I-L-T. Built.com. BECK15. Get to 15% off at Built.com. For Glenn, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. We're gonna learn in just a minute or so. We are going to learn from the hags in uh, the coven <laughs> on the View. Man, are they brilliant! Mm. Brilliant, absolutely. And you'll find that out in sixty seconds. You know, Roe versus Wade just got overturned the other day, and you might be thinking to yourself, you know, maybe it's time to check out one of those red states. Maybe it's time to move. Maybe this thought came to you during the pandemic, and you thought, I don't know, maybe I'd like to be allowed outside. Well, no matter where you're going, you can find the best real estate agent in that area with realestateagentsitrust.com. It's important to find the best agent. Don't just pick some random person or don't just click on the name under the home listing. Find an agent who's been screened. Glenn Beck, of course, started this company many years ago now just to solve this exact problem. And they've done a fantastic job helping thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the audience relocate or sell their home themselves with a new real estate agent, one that you can trust. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com to get more information. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Are you ready to learn? Take me to school, Pat. Okay. Uh, Well, it's not me. I mean, it's up to the the brilliant, the brilliant women of the coven, um, the view. Uh, to do that because uh, Whoopi Goldberg, well, she had a message yesterday for Clarence Thomas. Um, and I, 
I think he appreciates it too because oh. he needs to learn from her. From her. So the the Supreme Court justice, mm. the, the incredible levels of education, uh, mm-hmm. constitutional law expert, been in the Supreme Court for a really long time now, about thirty some years. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he needs to learn from the Sister Act too, lady. <laughs> Yes. Not even the sister. I didn't even want to put her in the sister act. <laughs> the sister act two. Right. That's the lady that's going to teach Clarence Thomas about uh-huh. the Constitution. And here, here she is teaching. Nothing teaching. is pressing anymore. What, well, you better but hope Clarence. that they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife oh. who happens to be white. Mm. Oh. Because they will move. Wow. That nobody says, you know what, well, you're not in the Constitution, you're back to being a quarter We're of a person. Because that's not going to work either. Wait, you're back to being a quarter of a person? Mm, that's that. That's a. <laughs> I missed that on my show. Ah, you're back to being a quarter of a person. That's, again, a reference. To the two, to the three fifths clause, three fifths which is clause. not a quarter. Uh, no, uh, no, there's that. It's no. not a quarter, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that at all. It wasn't anything to do with the value of the person and how much of a person they are. It was trying to keep the population of the South down, and it was really it was helpful to the cause of ending slavery. Again, you may. Not, I will say oh, this: when geez. I heard, I had heard this so many times growing up through high school, where they tell us we never learn about slavery, but shockingly, I, I did. Uh, okay. um, and we eventually started learning about the three-fifths clause, uh, which that one, right? Is it, yeah, why am I yeah. saying? It sounds weird when I say it for some reason today. Uh, the three-fifths clause, which uh-huh. I was always told was the way Whoopi just explained it, right. except for the fact that they right. got the number right. Uh, it's not the quarter clause. <laughs> but the three-fifths clause, which to me, growing up, Learning in school, I went to public school, so you can tell why the show sucks many days, but it was a situation where black people were valued less yes. than white people. Yes. That was the whole plan. Mm-hmm. White people were had the power. They wanted to demean black people. They said they're only worth three-fifths a person, and I believe that for a very long time, and I will say, mm-hmm. you can learn things from people who aren't necessarily the most intelligent person because later in life i learned from one glenn beck that the three-fifths clause was actually not a slam on african americans at mm-hmm. all in fact it were the was the abolitionists who supported it not right. the other way around it was not the south who was like i want black people to only count for three-fifths it were was the people in the north yeah. the people who wanted to abolish slavery who believed that interesting note here the people in the South wanted them to count one for one. They did. They, they wanted sure them, did. They wanted them to count five fifths. Yes. <laughs> so, so if you huh, are on the side weird. of five fifths, you are uh, on the side of the South. Right. If you are on the side of three fifths, you are on the side of the North. And the reason for that, as Pat, you just mentioned, is they wanted to keep the Southern population down, yeah. so that the Southern states would not have all of the power, and there that eventually uh, would lead to the overturning of slavery. Yeah, because the three-fifths clause is in something that describes uh, a thing we do in this country uh, called a census. Mm. And what a census does is count people for the purpose of representation. Mm -hmm. The more people you have, the more representation you get. So it would have empowered the South a lot more. 
had yeah. they counted the slaves one to one. And if I remember right, the initial the initial pitch from the North was uh, zero fifths. Yeah, they wanted it to not count at all. Right, they wanted black people to not count at all, and that was not because. They were like, oh, all excited. We really get to slam those black people. We don't like them. That was not the way that they looked at it. They looked at it as a representation issue so that the South wouldn't essentially run the country. And guess what? I mean, look, we all know slavery would have lasted a lot longer. I mean, I think it would have been gone by now, mm-hmm. but it still would have lasted a lot longer if they did not do that. So, again, Whoopi Goldberg is arguing the point of the South. Yes. The eventual confederacy right right that this is this right. was this was the point of people who wanted slavery to continue whoopi goldberg is idiotically and completely wrong with her fractions arguing for their point and she's also bringing up something that nobody is talking about or considering and that's ending interracial marriage making that illegal Yes. Well, there's a. We talked about this yesterday. There's a big collection of scare tactics out there oh, on the left, and they can't yeah. just say. You know, they were so, they were so confident about how their the, the the abortion rights were the most important thing in the universe, and then as soon as Roe versus Wade gets overturned, they have to say it's ten other things. Right? Yeah. It's not happening. Yes. I mean, it's not happening. The interracial marriage thing is completely uh, ridiculous. In fact, I don't even think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because Thomas did mention several cases that we should re, quote unquote revisit. Uh, we talked about them yesterday. It was the Lawrence versus Texas, and uh, there was the Obergefell uh, gay marriage decision and the uh, the contraception decision. But I don't think he mentioned the interracial marriage decision. I don't think so. And he's the he's no, the so. only vote for going back to the other cases. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even mention the interracial marriage. <laughs> this is just like a complete conspiracy theory. From Whoopi Goldberg, but the left is trying to push this, Pat. I know, I know. They're they're breaking out anything they can because they're just absolutely desperate. Because this has been a terrific week. I think we talked about mentioned this yesterday. What a great week it's been uh, for conservatism. It really has because you know nobody ever thought, at least none of us thought that they'd end Roe <laughs> v. Wade. That was a complete surprise. They also upheld the First Amendment and religious rights. Multiple times. They've, uh, they ruled positively on gun rights. They're about to rule on immigration and uh, climate change. And we'll see if those go well as, uh, also. But uh, I would be really, it's been incredible so far. I don't know what's going to happen with immigration, honestly. That, that <laughs> one, I, I, I don't have a great sense as to which way they might go. I would be very surprised if this court stood with the EPA uh, on the EPA versus West Virginia, just because like, you know, the, the week we always talk about how we're some of these justices you get really scared of, like Kavanaugh, Roberts, obviously the two kind of that that lead that yeah. group. And you're always worried about how they're going to rule. But like to give credit where credit is due, Roberts has been really good on religious liberty in a lot of these cases. Like he's been mm. on the right side. He wrote the one in Maine. He wrote that uh, opinion. Uh, he was he voted correctly in the Kennedy decision that came out yesterday. He's been re- pretty reliable on religious liberty. Um, and, you know, Kavanaugh, I have questions about him on certain types of issues. Like, I was worried about him on Roe versus Wade, frankly. Yeah, I, I was, was worried. And you yeah. could see in his concurring opinion that he, he wasn't nearly as solid as the other four. But when it comes to administrative issues like this, state power agencies overreaching, he's been all, he's always been good on that. 
Uh, that yeah. was kind of him and Gorsuch are rock solid as far as we know on those types of issues. So I would be kind of surprised if the EPA case does not go the right way. And that might be, as we mentioned yesterday, the most significant one for your day to day life, because it, it affects the way the entire government operates. No longer, in theory, if we get the best ruling possible, will these agencies be able to overreach their power and just kind of just do whatever they want outside of legislation? Congress is supposed to pass laws when these things are supposed to go on. Not just like, oh, we'll just let the EPA handle the regulation of the entire economy. <laughs> I, think about COVID. This is one of the ones that this is why it's so crucial right now, Pat. Think about COVID. You've got uh, the what was it? The uh, they had the CDC jumping in, doing all sorts of stuff. They had uh, the the uh, the Housing Commission jumping in. They had, uh, what was the, I can't even remember now, well, they had OSHA doing, trying to do the vaccine mandates. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had uh, the, uh, the eviction bans going on from all these various agencies that oh, didn't right. have anything to do with housing. They just do it. And yeah. all of this stuff could be in jeopardy, which would be fantastic. That's a very good thing. Look, you want to do these things, a lot of them you can do. But you got to do them through Congress. You need to actually have the balls to pass a law. And yeah. It, well, we yeah. wanted to, but it's hard. So what? <laughs> so what? You know, that's they keep saying the same thing with the Constitution. Like, well, but it's hard to amend the Constitution. Yeah, it was supposed so to be. So what? Supposed to be hard. Mm-hmm. If you can't get overwhelming consensus to do something, you don't do it. That's how the that's how the the uh, the Constitution amendment process works. Well. Joy sees things a little bit differently. Uh, Joy Behar uh, is a little upset with this with with this particular Supreme Court. And uh, here's what she had to say yesterday. Necessarily yeah, but we have, don't we have church, uh, separation? Yes, no, we don't to. anymore. I mean, we Clarence don't Thomas, anymore. Yeah. and have Thomas Jefferson there and Alexander Hamilton. Hello? Yeah. Uh, do we still have uh, a separation of church and state here? Is in the Constitution? It, yeah. No, it's not it's in a, the Constitution. It's, a, it's the First Listen, Amendment guarantee, and I we don't mean, seem to have that anymore. Six, well, six we're in a theocracy no. right now. And six of the nine. We're in a theocracy right now, and people should know it. Should they know it? They should, because we're in a theocracy right now. And that they're not they're not even paying attention to the separation of church and state in the Constitution. They really aren't. They're not. I, and they shouldn't be because it's not there. Mm. It's not in the Constitution. Wait a minute. The words separation of church and state do not, not appear in the they Constitution. They do not appear wow. in the United States Constitution. Where did that come from? It came from a letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a letter. Th- Thomas Jefferson wrote to a Baptist minister in 1803. And uh, So, I mean, first of all, <clears throat> he was literally connecting to someone from the church so right. it's odd to say that the separation of church and state came <laughs> right. from uh thomas jefferson to a to a pastor and what the baptist minister was worried about was that they were going to i think in connecticut that they were going to declare an official religion uh for that state and he was saying can can this happen and jefferson was telling him no there's protections for religion against the state there's a separation there. And the, the, the point, the whole point of the letter was that they're protecting religion from the state, not the state from religion. Right. That's, that's the biggest thing people forget about that. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I would say forget. In Joy's case, she obviously never knew it because she doesn't know anything. Nothing. I, I, can, I can say with certainty she did not know this fact because she does not know any facts. So it's impossible for her to know that fact when there is an absence of facts in her little brain. 
and again, I, I've talked about this several times lately because the coven is so prevalent. <laughs> is that the name little, of the show, The Coven? The Coven, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that they're so stupid about so many things. They're so non-factual. They, they lie. They make things up. I can't believe they're still on the air. I know. 25 years, it says on their logo. 25 years. And they're a division of ABC News. The, the view is actually part of ABC News, and they're wrong all the time. Yeah. Had that happened, what, once on the Glenn Beck program <laughs> uh, on Fox News, it would have been over. Yeah. It would have been over. Uh, can I throw a quick, a quick theory at you about the view? Mm-hmm. Is it possible this is actually a long-term plot by male chauvinists? <laughs> Where they just like, what if we put the dumbest five women on television together all the time to talk about things? Would have been a good idea. Everyone will sit here and be like, oh my gosh, women, maybe they shouldn't vote. Maybe we should go back and overturn the amendment because they obviously yeah. don't know anything. I'm not saying that's my plan. I'm just saying that may be a plan from like some hardcore <laughs> men's rights male chauvinist group that was just like, what it just and this is going to sound ridiculous. Stay with me. We put Joy Behar on. Like, <laughs> people will think women are jokes for centuries to come. 888-727-BECK. More coming up in one minute. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Commodity prices, the war in Ukraine, supply chain chaos will continue to impact inflation. You can count on it. Everyday items are continuing to cost us more, and interest rates will rise again and again because of it. It's extremely important for you to take care of your debt right now as much as you can. You need to find ways to save more, and one of the best ways that we know and we talk about often uh, to take a few minutes out of your day and call American Financing. They can give you a free mortgage review, let you know what options you have available. American Financing has been America's home for home loans for over 20 years, and their mortgage-based consultants work for you, not the bank. They can talk to you about things like your home equity, create a custom loan that puts you in a better better financial position. They look at the whole package. They're currently saving customers up to a thousand bucks a month. Why would you want to miss out on that? There's no upfront or hidden fees. Why not see what they can do for you? Give them a call. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. It's Pat and Stuart Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. It's interesting that courts are jumping into the middle of the um, of the abortion bans from states with trigger laws already. Of course, already blocked. A uh, blocked in Louisiana, blocked in Utah. Of course, uh, a of judge course. just okayed yesterday abortions to continue in Utah, even though they had a trigger law that went into effect. And of course, the judicial judicial activism has commenced, and they're trying to get them on basically technical grounds. You know, most of these states could pass variations to these bills if needed so uh, Mm. it's just they're delaying the inevitable i think in most of these states but Mm -hmm. the great thing is they really can't challenge them on constitutional grounds anymore you know there's really nothing to go for there at least for a long time which is very good news Uh, well i think the most fascinating cases are are in places like wisconsin you know wisconsin not your traditional red state right typically purple it's gone red a couple times uh you know recently but generally speaking is thought of as a purple maybe leaning blue state but they have a a a law in place from 
I want to say it was like 1849 that basically said abortion was banned. And it when Roe mm. versus Wade happened, it never got repealed because they didn't need to repeal it. There was the, you know, you had Roe versus Wade, so it was guaranteed. Uh, it was a, a manufactured constitutional right out of thin air. Uh, and that, that constitutional right no longer exists. We went back to the correct position of it not existing, which was how the Constitution is actually written. And now the people are like, well, the law is back in effect. So all the abortion clinics have closed in Wisconsin because of this 1849 law. Now, there's a Democratic wow. governor there, but a Republican legislature. So they can't, they can't just get rid of it and vote in another law. They don't, they're not going to have politically that, that will. You know, of course, there's all the challenges are going to come as well. Interesting, But it is kind of interesting that, that that was one of the categories. There's other states that obviously will wind up uh, severely limiting abortion, but didn't have trigger mm -hmm. laws as well. That's going to be another phase of this. There's a lot to come yeah. uh, on this uh, whole unrolling of, um, of the world without Roe. A lot of people are screaming about these laws that they have no exceptions. The Utah law actually had exceptions, and that was... Um, mother's death, uh, life endangerment so if the mother is in danger of losing her life because of the pregnancy it was uh abortion was allowed to be clear every single one of the trigger laws has that all of them every single one has an exception for life of the mother utah also had uh an exception for if the pregnancy was caused by rape or incest yeah most of them have that too there are a few that do not i know i think south dakota is one that does not have it Christy Noem was on uh, TV this weekend talking about uh, about that. And of course, that's now, you know, that's the entire debate from the left. Like, what mm -hmm. about a 13 year old who, you know, they could just come up with the most mm -hmm. like crazy. Like, here's a mm -hmm. situation from a Lifetime movie I saw. What would happen then? <laughs> and it's like, yes, that can happen. And it's terrible. And like, we, like that is a difficult discussion we can have. But it's like. First of all, very small percentage of the cases. The other thing is, when you get rid of Roe versus Wade, all of the sudden, those conversations have validity again. The whole time we've been talking about this, we've basically said, look, we could talk about that at some point, but that's not really relevant right now, right? Like right now, like yeah. it's such a small percentage of cases, blah, 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 blah. The good news is, now it is relevant. Now we actually have those conversations for a freaking reason, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, Utah's law also provided for two physicians who practice maternal fetal medicine concur that the fetus has a defect that's uniformly diagnosable and uniformly lethal interesting mm. uh all right triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k more coming up the glenn back program you know the sooner you switch to patriot mobile the sooner you can start paying less and i mean way less than what you're paying right now with your major mobile company there's no reason to pay out the nose, and I'm always telling you uh, about these uh, major mo mobile companies donating a portion of your bill to leftist causes. Uh, why do I bring that up? Well, I don't know. Did you notice the Roe versus Wade thing? A lot of the money uh, that we've been talking about being raised by the left has come from big cell phone companies. Why support that if you don't have to? Uh, in fact, Patriot Mobile does the opposite. They donate to conservative causes. Wouldn't you want to get behind something like that? It's a way to kind of help the cause while still getting the best service and not having to sacrifice anything. Um, they have a 100% uh, U.S.-based uh, customer support team giving amazing personal service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, and more. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code BECK. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the switch today. 
Between the left, the media, and the rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT. Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, Steve Dace, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at BlazeTV.com, promo code Glenn. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program this week. What a horrible tragedy in Texas yesterday. Jeez. Uh, 50 immigrants were found in the back of a semi-trailer. And, uh, well, 50 were dead. Uh, 16 were taken to a hospital and and in bad shape. Uh, You can't stuff 100 people in the back of a semi in the Texas heat in late June... And expect everything to be fine while you're driving them across the border and smuggling them into this country. Jeez. I would say it's ill-advised to go outside in uh, any in any capacity it, right now. It in Texas. is. Don't go outside. Don't get into your car. Just stay inside in the air conditioning and hope and pray that modern convenience mm. makes it livable. It's that. It, it's been rough the past couple of weeks. It's been over a hundred almost every day here in the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. And, and when you've got no imagine, ventilation, yeah, and you've got no air coming in, uh, oof. No, this is bad. And look, this terrible. You know, the, obviously, you can't control every single. Uh, you're not going to catch every single thing that comes across the border. Uh, this this does this stuff mm-hmm. does happen, uh, and uh, sh- it shouldn't happen. And I think like the the sen- the message that the government constantly sends to illegal immigrants is, "Hey, you're welcome. Come, we love you. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. hugs, kisses. Uh, mm-hmm. How much money do you need? You know, hey, well, come on in. We'll uh, release. We'll give you. you a great life here. Great life. I mean, that Biden. You got nothing to worry about if you come here. Biden ex- explicitly made these arguments during the campaign. Yes, and of course, that's caused a massive part of our border problem overall. And you see this as a you can't you, know, you see this as an effect of those policies over a long period of time. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, People in uh, in Central America, Mexico, Colombia, all the way down to South America, should be aware that if you decide to come to the border, it is you are taking your life in your own hands, and God only knows what's going to happen. There's no way we can protect you. That's not. It's not. It's that's not something that you should expect. Sadly, because there's a lot of people, the coyotes and others, that will do everything they can to exploit your life for your money yeah they don't the coyotes don't care. don't care at all they don't care they don't care they just, they want their seven thousand dollars per person and and they'll take that and they don't care what happens to you it's really tragic it really is and you know the, our policies have a, a part in causing these incidents over and over again going back you know mm-hmm. decades but i mean it, this one is particularly terrible Gosh. and it is a foreshadowing we're still we still have the overwhelming amount of people who are waiting on the border to cross. I mean, it's building every day. We've had numbers that we've never seen before. The entire Biden administration and has not had the press as some of his other catastrophes because, you know, there's been so much to cover. Mm-hmm. Right? Normally, I'm critical of the media for not covering all of his, uh, you know, the Democrat president's catastrophes. It's almost impossible to ask them to do that. There's too many. Every mm-hmm. aspect of this presidency has been an unmitigated disaster. Every aspect of it. Yeah. Nothing has gone right. 
I don't know if this guy's the unluckiest person who's no. ever lived. He's just the most incompetent. Or the most incompetent. Had. Yeah, and I think that's what it ever, is. Ever had. But I mean, there are several mm. issues that clearly are bigger to the average American's life to focus on. I mean, everything from inflation, gas prices, economy, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously COVID was part of that and that didn't, he didn't handle that very well either. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Ukraine is still a big situation. We sent $50 billion plus to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We just agreed to billions more to, with, uh, at the G7. Almost every single week, we agree to billions more in Ukraine. Almost every week. And how how deeply do we want to be enmeshed in this? Yeah. And honestly, like <laughs> Ukraine is basically his most popular policy, which is, is, is stunning. Yeah. I mean, it's not popular, it stunning, but it is more popular than anything else he's doing. And you look at the border while the numbers and the constant horror show on the border has not really been covered by the media. People know about it. It's actually mm-hmm. outside of inflation I, and some of these his economic uh, measures. Uh, he, as far as popularity goes and job performance goes, it's as the lowest one out of all of them. I mean, people realize it's going badly. They're just not getting beat over the head by the coverage. But once this flow comes, they're not going to have a choice to avoid that either. This is why they're so big on the abortion thing. They want the abortion thing to be the issue you vote on because they know at the very least they have you know half the people who generally speaking are, are, you know, some level of abortion support. Yeah. And, you know, they've seen The Handmaid's Tale. That maybe they'll get the reference. And, and like you mentioned, what else does he have? He's got nothing else. I mean, he's underwater on everything. everything. The economy is terrible. I- inflation skyrocketing. Gas prices are completely out of control. Uh, you've got the border, which is a mess. Mm-hmm. Crime. Crime is not, yeah. It's going through the roof. That's not good. A lot of these big cities. I mean, it's all, that's why the the two things they have right now, they believe, are January 6th and abortion. Right. Right. Those are the two things. It's why they're making such a big deal about Mm -hmm. it. They scheduled a a brand new conference Mm. or, uh, you know, session for today in their committee because they have supposed new evidence. We'll see what that is. They've said that multiple times. (laughs) Of course. Multiple times. And it's like a nothing burger every time. So they're trying to come up with something, Mm. right? And like, look, you'd expect this out of a party. They're not going to just sit here and lose nicely. They're going to try to do something. But they it's just shocking how little they have to hang on to. They can't point to anything. And they even make, I mean, was it Biden that talked about the police officer on January 6th? They even try to still... Maintain that the that the mob on uh, yeah. on January sixth killed the police officer Brian Sicknick. Yeah, he had two strokes. Right. How are you blaming that on the Trump supporters? You can't. That they're also blaming the suicides that two other cops uh, committed later on, weeks afterward. That was because of January sixth as well. I mean, they act like multiple murders occurred. When these were health-related issues, mental or, or physical health. And there's just no reason to exaggerate what it was. It wasn't good. Right. There is, it is, and it was, you know, like, the January 6th committee could be worth something. Like, for example, 
I'd really like to know why we didn't have enough security mm-hmm. uh, at the Capitol. And why were some officers allowing people to come in? Sure. And others were, you know, shooting tear gas at the crowd. I think it's valuable to know what Trump's response was to it. I, you know, I mean, I, we watched it happen in real time. It felt like a long time. What was really going on? Why, why wasn't he out there, you know, tweeting or making speeches right after it? Mm-hmm. I'd like to know. I mean, I, I think it's important for us to know. But does anybody... There may be valid reasons. There may be maybe he was on the phone talking to people constantly. I'd like to know the answer to it. But the bottom line is we know for certain this committee is not serious in finding those answers. They are out there to just smear Donald Trump and go after him and try to make Republicans all look like they're wearing horns and breaking Mm -hmm. into Nancy Pelosi's office. And that's not who they were. It's not even the people who were at the speech on january 6th those most of those people weren't even involved in any of that stuff so they this is just they are it shows a an incredible amount of desperation and i think some connection to reality they realize how badly this is going to go for them they see a historic wave election right around the corner smacking them in the face and no argument to make against it and they're on the wrong side of it they're on the wrong side of it they don't there's no there's you know it's like a giant tidal wave is coming toward them and they have no seawalls they have Mm -hmm. nothing they're all just standing there on the beach going holy crap so they're trying to dig themselves a hole and hoping that works out well that doesn't usually work out very well but that does seem to be their uh, attempt this is all because of that all of the uh the january 6th thing because of the way it's being done, I think it's just all them trying to hold on to political points. Yep. And this, uh, similarly, I'd say the same thing for the way many of the Democrats are reacting. Now, there are people who, on the left who really care about abortion and it's their big thing. We know Joe Biden isn't one of those people. He's one of those people. He, he said himself, every abortion is a tragedy in 2006. Not, not 1986. Mm-hmm. 2006. This is a guy who, uh, who he, he claims to be very religious a guy who obviously understands at least the pro-life side of this argument, right? He understands, he might not agree with it, but he understands it. At least he did at one point when he wasn't 80 years old. And so uh, th- for him to act, you listen to his speech after the Roe versus Wade decision comes out in the, in the Dobbs case, and his his whole speech is about voting for Democrats. Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. you just got to you got to vote for us. That's how you solve this problem. It's always the way you solve this problem. Always the same thing, and it shows how desperate they are. It really does. It, it's yeah. it's embarrassing, but it is reality for the left right now. Committee member Representative Jamie Raskin called. Uh, he he called what's coming up uh, for the committee a deluge of new evidence. It's a deluge of new evidence. I can't wait to see what it is. Is this all the the documentary thing? I guess like it seems like the Trump administration had commissioned a documentary through this period. Yeah. With like a friendly source. And so they had a bunch of interviews right after January 6th with all these big players that were supposed to go into this essentially like it's been described as a puff piece documentary, like one of those documentaries, you, you know, you, we're, we're, we're showing history. It was there was their approval was needed for the footage to be used and stuff. Is it the Nick Searcy thing or is it is this a different one? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't think I don't mm. think it is. But it was there's a they, they they had all of these interviews. It was a guy who's I can't think of who it was, his name off the top of my head, but it was a guy who's friendly with the administration. So they were like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. I mean, we, we know this isn't like a hit piece. 
So they came in and they had all these interviews. Like one of the things they're trying to hype a lot is that Ivanka Trump said something oh, about yeah. how, yeah. well, you know, we, we don't know. We want to make sure we're fighting for every vote to be counted or something as if that disagrees with what she said earlier when she said, you know, I heard Bill Barr say that, you know, the election wasn't stolen. So I believed him. They're like, dun, dun, a big moment. <laughs> it's like, wait, so, so she wants every so vote to be counted? Like, how is that uh, bad at all? Every vote should be counted, number one. And number two, it doesn't disagree at all with her, you know, hearing in a private meeting with somebody that it wasn't stolen and her believing it. Like, I, it doesn't mean that she doesn't want every vote to be counted. It's a silly stuff like this, but they're just desperate for anything they can, they can get their claws into. Yeah, the panel's investigators sat for two hours with british filmmaker alex holder is that who you're talking about might that, be that might be but the that's guy. not the, that's not the guy who he, was like related to the trump administration though the a guy who's related to the trump administration commissioned a documentary and then that footage that was initially initially going to be used in this documentary is now now all of it is being turned over to the committee so who knows you know maybe somebody did say huh. something interesting in there we might find that out maybe, so far I what they've leaked it. it has not been interesting no it has not <laughs> no it's been nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. 888-727-BECK. More patents due for Glenn coming up. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. All right, it's Pat and Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. He's on vacation. He'll be back soon. You know, Pat, one of the things I went back and forth on, I got so many texts and so many messages from people I hadn't talked to in a while, uh, uh, from just everybody I could, everybody I knew who was on the pro-life side of things on Friday. And they, they all kept texting me, and they, we went back and forth, and it was just so cool. And everyone, I just kept typing the same thing over and over again. I just kept saying, what a day. Like, what a mm-hmm. day. I can't believe this day has come. And so I was thinking about how to, we were talking about like, what do we, you know, we want to come up with a pro-life shirt or something. What can we do? And I just thought, you know, let's just put the date on there. 6-24-22. That's it. I like it. And we have that yeah, available like now that. at stewdoesmerch.com if you want to check that out. Mm. It's a great way because what I love about it is everybody who knows will know, you know, mm-hmm. you see that date, you're going to know it. And mm-hmm. I want it to become much more than January 6th. That everybody remembers. Six twenty four twenty two is a big day in our history. Roe versus Wade goes down, and uh, this is how we're commemorating it. At least over at Stu Does America, uh, it's StuDoesMerch.com. Check it out, and uh, they've got I think you know stickers and and hats and, and t shirts and all that stuff. So check it out if you want to uh, have that moment. Because I, I I like the moment when you're walking down and someone looks at your shirt. And they know what it is, and no one else around does, and just kind of get that little nod. Yeah, I like that too. I like that too. That's great. So. Uh, all right. Did you see that um, they had a big festival, a big eco festival in England, and oh, good. Greta Thunberg was there? Uh, and uh, I prefer to pronounce it Greta Thunberg. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. she was there. Mm-hmm. And what is she? Thirty six now or something? <laughs> she's a, she's the teenager she that never <laughs> be- ceases to be a teenager. Right. And uh, she's at these ecology things and these climate change things. And what I loved about this particular event was how concerned these people are about the earth and the environment and making sure that uh, that they they they're living a clean life and and really protecting the earth. And here's um, 
Well, here's what the festival grounds looked like at, right after the festival ended. And, and there it is. You can see it. It's like a, uh, a giant dumpster or a landfill was dropped in the middle of London. And the, the litter here and the, the fact that nobody cared about cleaning up after themselves or just putting, a, I don't know, one of their bags and their trash in a garbage can instead of on the lawn. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. I, how do you claim to be an environmentalist when you do this? Did Greta go out and pick it up? Uh, no, she did not. She did not? No, she did Are not. Are you sure? Isn't that something? No, she did not. Wow. That's incredible. We should compare and contrast that with what the mall uh, in D.C. looked like after mm. we had 500,000 people gather there. Uh, it was cleaner than when we got there. A little less appetite for Greta's nonsense when gas is $5 a gallon. I think. That's true. Mm. Yeah, that's true. This is the Glenn Back Program. Let me uh, tell you about Grip6. Grip6 is a great company. They are in Utah. They are a company that uh, makes belts, wallets, and socks. The socks are awesome. They're like mm. wool socks. They keep your feet warm, but they're not super thick like you'd think of like a winter sock is. They have great wallets that are cool designs. They have this little uh, optional loop you can get to kind of pick it out of your pocket really easily, get access to your cards. They're thin. They're sleek. They're great wallets. Uh, and they have incredible belts as well, stylish, minimalist these are it's just great stuff. We're talking about carbon fiber. They have all these uh, different like metals, and and you can customize them. Uh, they also ha- the carbon fiber one is great for traveling too. So if you're going through, uh, it's not going to set off any of the alarms as you go through security. Um, all of this, if that wasn't enough, they just they love America and they source all their stuff from America. These are people who love this country just like you do. Go to grip6.com/stew. Use the code stew. Get 15% off. Grip the number 6.com/stew. Get 15% off today. Check it out. grip6.com/stew. Save 15% now with the code stew. Back in a second. Glenn, uh, tell you about the best and the worst run cities in America. I wonder who is it who is it that runs the worst run cities in America? Huh. Well, we'll find out momentarily. Uh, in fact, in 60 seconds. Guess how many data compromises have already happened in 2022? Over 400 already. Uh, maybe if you believe that your data is safe, you should reconsider that. Data compromises are up 14% from last year, 
and are impacting more than 20 million Americans. Some of the most lucrative pieces of data cyber thieves want to steal, of course, are social security numbers, Gmail logins and passwords, and even driver's licenses. It is really crazy out there. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft can affect your life. And every day, when we put our information out on the internet, how that is at risk, LifeLock is here to protect you. They can't catch everything. No one can. But they can monitor things better than you can on your own, a lot better. And if you do become a victim, their restoration specialists can work with you to help you fix the problem quickly. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with a promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off at lifelock.com. So the worst run cities in America, would you think that they are uh, run by Democrats or Republicans? Well, obviously Republicans. First of all, women don't have rights there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, did you yeah. know there's no trans it's rights like that, in those cities? It's like the hands made, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Well, that's a good reference because no one's yeah. made it. You know, no one's put together <laughs> that particular yeah, I thought reference. it was really creative. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting. Now, witty. I have heard it uh, from every Democrat. Oh, you have? That's ever lived. Yes. The oh. Handmaid's Tale reference. But huh. I, I would like to hear it more often because it's so <laughs> incredibly smart. It's you apropos, know? if you will. It is. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. of course, it's interesting that like the, you're saying that the... The people who argue for smaller government and less mm-hmm. control of government of your life are the people that are going to implement the full control <laughs> of your life through right. the government. Uh, That's yeah, because that makes a lot of sense. Sure, it does. You know, sure, um, it does. It's really consistent with the with the Constitution <laughs> and the principles we espouse. Is is a bunch of theocratic leaders mm-hmm. um, taking over and making women have to. You know, a big part of, of, of family values on the right has always been you should be married to a woman and then have a concubine on the side to impregnate constantly. That's a big part. That's a big part. Of the conservative argument How many times this have country. we talked about that yeah. on this show? It's the big vision of conservatives. You, you must have a concubine on the side. That's kind of what the whole, I mean, that's the whole argument for yeah. conservatism in this country is pro-concubine. It always has been. Mm-hmm. And that's why The Handmaid's Tale is so mm-hmm. prescient. You know, it really is. That it really we, is. Look, if we get in control, yes, we're telling you now, concubines. That's what's happening. Gotta have them. We're very pro concubine on this program. Gotta have them. We, we gotta have. You gotta have a concubine. Now, I, I prefer ten. Ten is myself. great. Ten is yeah. great if you can get ten. Mm-hmm. And I will say, we also want them to dress very, very uh, in, in a covered up way. We don't want to see their hair. Uh, we don't want to see really any part of them except their face. That is the way we've been talking about. Well, yeah. That's what we want. Concubines, but well-dressed concubines. Yeah. Well, covered anyway. Covered. Yeah, that not necessarily. Definitely nice. covered. Not stylish. Because you don't even want to see their wrist, you know? No. Y- you oh, want God, their no. sleeves to go down. Up to about their fingers. I mean, you look at Clarence Thomas's writings from law school. He talks very much about anti-wrist pro-concubine. That's pretty much his only two positions. (laughs) He was huge at Yale on that. Oh, yeah. Those were the two things. Oh, yeah. And uh, In fact, I think his final thesis at Yale was about that. It was. Yeah. It was. Did you hear the other day? uh, This is a little bit. I know I'm dragging you off topic a little bit here. But uh, the someone, uh, I think it was on NBC News called Amy Coney Barrett a handmaiden. Oh my gosh. I mean, how 
I'm, here is a woman who's this is the ultimate <sighs> example of feminism yeah. right back yes. in the original thought of it a woman who can rise above everything to have a, a <laughs> giant family and still achieve all of her dreams rise to be one of the most powerful people in the nation yeah she's a handmaiden she's a handmaiden and and you know of course sotomayor and kagan are two women who are on the supreme court they're not handmaidens they not at all not at all no you know that that's that's not at all uh no no reason to talk about them that way just amy coney barrett because you don't like her it's incredible all right sorry tell me about the worst cities in america worst city in america worst run city in america washington dc run by Democrats. Uh, Democrats. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that's but the exception rather than the rule. But only for about years. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. about 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, California, number two. But again, run by Democrats for only about 50 or 60 years. Okay. Then you got New York City, New York, New York. Now, there have been some Republicans in the past in New York, but they're not there now and they haven't been for a while. So, New York, number three. I'm not sure about Chattanooga, Tennessee. I, I don't know who the mayor is there. Uh, it's possible it's a Democrat. We should maybe look into that. Cleveland, Ohio, run by Democrats. Okay, that's one, two, three, four. It's, we're down to the five. Number six, Detroit, Michigan, run by Democrats forever. Flint, Michigan, run by Democrats. Oakland, California, Democrats. Hartford, Connecticut, Democrats. And then you get to Gulfport, Mi- Mississippi at number 10 um, as uh-huh. the worst run city. A lot of the, the mayoral races. We did a project on this. A oh, long they're, time non, ago. they're uh, non nonpartisan. Yeah. So this. A so lot of them. Yeah. Tim Kelly is the mayor of Chattanooga, and he and he's a new, a relatively new mayor, but he uh, is listed as an independent. Okay. Uh, so it doesn't. You don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone from Chattanooga can tell us. But I, we went. We did a project on this a while ago, for one of uh, Glenn's books, and we went back and we researched. I think it was. I want to say it was an inconvenient book. Mm-hmm. It may have been that one. It was one of the very. It was one of the earlier books, and we went through. We looked at every, every single, um, city in America with the worst poverty levels, had the biggest problems with ongoing poverty over long periods of time. And we looked at them and we said, who who are the mayors of these cities? I mean, they, they, people are struggling. You know, the, the poverty rates are extraordinarily high. Usually, the crime rates are really high. Yeah. And and we went back and we f- we found that of the top, I think it was the top ten, um, it was cities with the worst poverty levels. Republicans had only run them in, I think it was like six or eight percent. That's of, what I was thinking of the years like 7%. since 1960, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. Okay. I mean, it's not close. I'll tell you that it was and, well over ninety percent run by Democrats. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, well, it, it, you know, some of them were um, independents that essentially operated as Democrats. But as far as just Republicans, it was something like, I don't know, you know, nine, six or eight percent. It was right. It was mm-hmm. under under 10 percent. The mm-hmm. only ones it was like Miami. There have been some Republican mayors. I don't know if they're still in the situation where they're in the top 10 anymore for poverty levels. But at the time they were. And I think Cleveland, going back a bunch of years, had a mayor or two that was Republican. But it's really rare. And it's really rare. Mm. And you, Trump made this argument, and and the media beat him up on it. But like, the idea that you, at some point you should try something different. I don't even know. Like maybe you might say, "Hey, it's yeah. not Republicans; it's Libertarians." Whatever. But like at some point, don't you think that you should try something other than Democrats? Constantly, you would, you would think so. Uh, it doesn't make sense that, that that thought doesn't seem to occur to them. It really doesn't. Okay, 
Conversely, what's the best run city in America, according to the survey? Uh, Nampa, Idaho. Number two, Boise, Idaho. Number three, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, And number four, Nashua, New Hampshire. Then Lexington, Kentucky. Lincoln, Nebraska. Las Cruces, New Mexico. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, Missoula, Montana surprises me at uh, number nine. And number 10, Durham, North Carolina. I mean, it it is amazing. Uh, The fact that the worst run cities, the, the cities in the biggest problems in the most debt with the highest crime rates uh, and cities that have, like Stu just mentioned, the the highest poverty rates, almost exclusively Democrat run cities. And conversely, the best run, usually Republican run cities. And yet, uh, I don't know, the cities that are run crappily by Democrats, <laughs> they continue to vote for Democrats. It's really amazing. It really is. I don't understand it. You know, I, I, it's a total, um, it's totally shutting off the the theory that you should be open to other options, right? Like it's only mm-hmm. like a, it's all, it's a borderline religious, uh, religious situation. I remember this is going back a couple of elections now. There was a complaint about Philadelphia from the right. And they said, look at all these, these voting districts where it's like 100% of people in Philadelphia voted for Democrats. This can't possibly be right. And so, you know, people looked at it and they're like, gosh, it was, it was all over. It was like, you know, district after district after district. And it would be like 98%, 99%, 100% for Democrats. And you'd go in and you'd look mm-hmm. at it. And what they would find is, you know, this quote unquote voting district was essentially a, a one building, right? Like a, 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 you know, an apartment building. And that was the mm-hmm. entire district. And they'd go through it and they would be like, no, it's like, they're just all like registered Democrats. Like, <laughs> That's just like what it is. You know, it, it, you get to a certain, yeah. it, it, particularly in, in some minority communities in these inner cities, you find 99%, 95% of people voting for the same thing. I, I mean, we know this nationally. Mm-hmm. Nationally, African-Americans vote for Democrats in the presidential races in the, you know, around 92%, 95%, 88% varying on the year. Like the big win is 88% for, Repu- you know, if it's only 88%, mm-hmm. huge victory for Republicans. Like that is, I don't know how to explain that, Pat. You know, I, I people are different. And I think like you just get to this place where it becomes part of your uh, of your culture and your identity that I vote this way. And no matter yes. what these people do to you, you still continue right. to come back to that same well. Despite the fact that your life sucks because of the way things are run <laughs> around you, you keep voting the same way. Yeah. It doesn't, it really doesn't make sense. I, I wouldn't, look, if Republicans became, I've, I've voted third party before because of this. When Republicans infuriate me because they're big government, I don't care. I'm not going to stick around. No, I don't either. I'm not going to get beat up by a stupid political party year Mm -hmm. after year after year after year. And, you know, some people, you know, you'll argue. They'll say, hey, you know, you should vote for that. You know, like, yeah, you only vote for one of the two parties. Look, if if the Democrats became a party where they actually respected individual rights and reversed essentially all their positions, I'm not locked into the R. I'll vote for the D if they're better. Mm -hmm. They're just Mm -hmm. not. (laughs) they're terrible in every way so i'm not considering that but i would consider it if they change their views well i frankly don't understand the the uh obsession with party affiliation yeah i don't know i I, you know i don't feel that affinity for the republican party that i must be loyal to them no matter what 
Well, no. If they've got crappy policies that they're acting like Democrats, I I don't care. I'm not voting for Republicans. I'll go independent or you know find somebody else to vote for. Um, but you know, it's I mean, you go back to the George Washington thing where he said we shouldn't have a party system, and you look at the way things are now, and I mean, it was probably pretty smart. He might have known what he was talking about there. Mm. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, what are the what's the evidence that that guy was smart? Yeah, George Washington. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know. He doesn't. What What did he know? <laughs> not much, obviously. No. Not much. 888-727-BECK. Uh, more patents due for Glenn coming up in one minute. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The country is facing an extremely significant slowdown as we move closer and closer to the brink of a recession, although I'm sure it's trans- transitory. So don't 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 worry about that. Uh, everything we we have really costs more. Everything we buy costs more, and you got to have a financial plan to keep yourself and your family above water through all of this craziness. Do you even have a plan yet? Have you thought about this? You need to be saving money anywhere and everywhere you can. And one of the best ways to do that is to give American Financing a call. Let their salary based consultants give you a free mortgage review. Once they do that, they'll know what your options are. You can look at them and you can figure out if you can save a ton of money. A lot of people do. From paying off high interest debt to shortening loan terms, you can even access cash from your equity. There are a ton of possibilities, and you can save thousands of dollars a month. Why not learn more? If you start soon, you could close in little as 10 days. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Interest rates only seem to be going up right now. Probably a good time to look into this. AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. Stuart, are you frightened out of your mind about monkeypox because it's completely out of control now? Completely you know, out of not, control. I will be honest with you. I've not spent a lot of time thinking about monkeypox. What? How irresponsible of you. Is it? Ir- I mean, it doesn't do you know, seem like... Do you know that it is exploding across the United States right it? now? Yeah. Uh, My understanding was it was relatively hard to get. Like days ago... Okay, two days ago... There were 156 people with monkeypox in this country. You know what the number is now? 201 out of just 330 million people. I don't know. Now, how scared are you? The the same? The same. Same amount? Let me run this by you. Okay. Worldwide, it's about 1,700 people out of just 7.5 billion. I remain similarly frightened, which is on the low scale of, of scared. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wow now look i mean i remember when the covid thing was happening and they'd be like hey there's uh, 40 cases today there's 200 cases today there's yeah. 9,000 cases today there's 114,000 cases yeah, like it was did. pretty fast like it was going up a few in a day it doesn't seem all that <laughs> and i you know again it's it's yeah. not they're trying to make they're trying hard to get us really scared it's not a it's not a thing you catch in the air right it's it's no you don't you got to touch Touch yeah. somebody uh-huh. in a special place, it, yeah. uh, many, and in a special way, in a special way, uh-huh. and that's how you get uh-huh. it. And I, you know, you hook up with somebody. You, you know? could, could be that it does. It's not sexually transmitted per se, although they think it, they, they're they're open to the possibility it could be actually because of of the communities it's hitting. Uh, it seems like maybe um, yeah, it is. Uh, and New York was the first major city. There, uh, let me read this to you because it, it sheds some light on how you get it. Um, New York became the first major city in the United States to begin offering vaccines for monkeypox last week, making the two-dose 
Genios smallpox vaccine available to men who have sex with men. So they're only giving it. Wait, is that can you do that legally? You can you're only giving it to men who have sex with men. I I guess because it's high risk. I mean, I guess this has For been it, the community hardest hit, uh, from what I understand in the limited reading yeah. I've done on it. But men like, who have sex with men, as well as men who have multiple sexual partners in the past 14 days. What about okay. people who do not have uteruses? Can they be involved in this? Because I, I don't like your terminology when you say men. Don't have uteruses. You said men who have sex with men. As if men can only have sex with men, or men can only be men. What about people who don't have uteruses? Or uteri? Well, um, I think they might be included in this. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I think they might be thankfully, included here. Thankfully, yes. finally. Uh, yeah, because I guess it's, they don't necessarily think it's a sexually trained, like, they don't no, think it's, it was. Well, there's some, some icky, like, right. sores involved, and yeah. they might be in strategically placed areas like, of your sure, body. Sure, And maybe you should ask somebody before you, you know, hook up with them, hey, do you have sores in strategically placed areas of your body interesting you bring this up i mm-hmm. have tried this it does it's not it ruins the mood quite really a bit. yeah when i really? go whenever i go into <laughs> one of my favorite establishments around the area and look for a look for a partner for a fun evening with a uh, person usually, without a uterus usually it's always a person without a uterus okay a uterus sort of just grosses me out pat and so when i go out and i ask i ask them i say yeah. hey, hey nice to meet you mm-hmm. do you do have, have sores, sores on your junk okay. and okay. they usually they usually that destroys end, the mood you think they end the communication at that time well could it be something else it could be it could be because <laughs> you know? i think the question is legit it's a good question it's a good it's a, question in this time yeah you know with with all the monkeypox around <laughs> right. you have to ask the question with 201 people in the country that have it i first was like is do people not like this shirt you know it, <laughs> Is it possible? Were you wearing that particular shirt? Because that could be it. Because it, because it's it's plaid, yeah. and sometimes I might know, have thought this guy's a lumberjack. I don't want anything to do with him. Right? You uh, know, you know, and that's mm-hmm. and that may have been it. So I tried a different shirt, and still, still. when I led with that question, it was it was ice, <laughs> ice cold. The reception was not warm. Huh? And I don't it, know. Then I don't know what to tell. It's you. hard to know. Yeah, How could one know. know? You know, especially if at, that's a mood destroyer in this time. If you can't ask about sores within the first 30 <laughs> seconds of meeting someone when can you ask about sores you know? i don't know i don't know i, I feel know. like there After should it's be too late i guess you could ask but well then it's too late you got monkey pox yeah and i don't want to get the pox no you don't you know who wants you don't no, want you, you don't. want to avoid the pox if it's at all you do. possible because the pox themselves are really nasty i can't look at the pox and That's, this is why i have not honestly this is probably why oh, i have not read about it. So i can't many, see the pictures so many pictures online and it's like no don't want to see it no you're going through something i feel bad for you uh-huh. i hope you get treatment i just don't want to know please, about it though. please don't tell me about it and if it happens right. to me <laughs> I, i'll just i'll find something high to jump off of that's all that's my vaccine for for the monkey pox yeah if i get hit mm-hmm. with it i will probably jump off a very tall building because mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just not something i could deal with i could not deal with that and uh i i really though the very limited amount of, of reading that I have done on this does not, it just seems difficult to attain. Yeah. You don't, it doesn't yeah. seem, it's not like COVID where, you know, people can it get it. it spreads like wildfire. Yeah, get it, it doesn't. by a short conversation yeah, with someone in a closed not. area. It's not like that. So mm-hmm. I'm not all that worried about now, it. Now, you know, this is the most that have ever had it in America, but it's still not, it doesn't spread like wildfire. 
But it is interesting that they just make this available. The vaccine is only available to gay and bisexual men, transgender women, and gender non-conforming people. Isn't that amazing? Is that even legal? I don't know. I, wow. I don't know. Oh, but also sex workers and uh, people who work in high-risk situations. I will say the opposite hmm. would definitely not be legal, right? If they said only straight people can get it? Yeah, no there's way. There's no way they would allow that. No way. But they're out of it already in New York and Washington, D.C., so don't even ask for it. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. I love this meme making the rounds on the internet. Calm down, liberals. No one is coming for your abortions. We just want common sense abortion control. Mandatory background checks complete with mental health evaluation. You must be placed in a national abortion registry. Get a $200 tax stamp and a one-year wait period. Outlaw assault abortions after the first trimester. And limit the number you can have. (laughs) Assault abortions. No one needs more than one abortion. No. No one needs that. No. Right? Why would you need that? (laughs) You wouldn't need that. And you might say, well, I, I, I don't have to explain why I need it. It's a constitutional right. Yeah, except it's not. Which is what they would say. First of all, it is what they would say. It's not yes. a constitutional right, as we, as we now know for certain, mm-hmm. um, which it never was, but mm-hmm. the court recognized it for a little while there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fascinating to see that because they would never accept that. And, and, you know, it's what they do accept all the time in Europe. There's all sorts of restrictions on abortion in Europe. You have to prove what you have to prove you have a specific need to get it. It's like the Second Amendment wow. case we we talked about Jeez. from New York last week, where they overturned the the uh, the May issue way they do things in new york where they say okay well look we might if you want you want to carry your gun let us know why you need it prove prove to mm, us yeah. you need to execute your rights and yeah. th- that's they think that's crazy well that's the standard in europe you, you, in almost all of those countries you have to have some justification especially if it's past you know eight or ten weeks you have to come up with a reason why you need an abortion well, what if the reason is i i don't want to be inconvenienced by this pregnancy is that not good enough I, I don't think it is. In Europe? You have to. Wow. Now, of course, I'm sure there's plenty of, of, of doctors huh. and, and officials that will help you manipulate those rules. But technically, mm-hmm. you're supposed to say it like you have to have a unique um, uh, economic. They probably use mental health, right? Mental, mental health. But sometimes it's, you have to come up with like an economic justification as well. Oh, wow. And you have to say like, I'm you know, destitute. I can't pay for this kid. And then they might give it to you. Sometimes you have to have a, uh, a, a waiting period, a, a long waiting period. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks. Sometimes you have to take you have to take courses on on how on um, the ramifications of it, how it operates. There's all sorts of. I, we That's should go, incredible. We should go through it at some point. It's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, some of them have liberalized yeah. in the last few years. I mean, Ireland was very strong against abortion and has lately opened it up. And this is one of the arguments mm. being made by the left right now, which is we are uh, we are totally against everything else going on in this country. We are, excuse me, in the world. Our country mm-hmm. is running afoul of the rest of the world. The rest of the world is opening up, liberalizing their abortion rights, and we are closing them. What's interesting is we we were so far to the left of everyone else in the world, generally speaking. There are right. some exceptions to that, but very few. 
We were so far to the left that now we have moved back to what you would fairly describe as a moderate position. I mean, mm-hmm. I, people are like, oh, well, this is, how can you move to this hardcore right position? It's not. I mean, it's, it's obviously a moderate position because states can decide what they want to do. Yeah. Before, it was constitutionally guaranteed up to like 20, you know, at least 20 weeks. I mean, up until this decision, the Republican position was a 20-week ban. That was what they were actually trying to push through in a lot of these states. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some people going farther than that. But generally speaking, Republicans were looking to try to get a 20-week ban, which is way to the left of almost all of Europe. Wow. And, wow. Uh, and, and now, so like other countries are moving from a ban to a six-week ban. They're like, well, they're moving. They're liberalizing their rules and we're, we're making them more conservative. It's like, all right, that's not, that's not <laughs> the right way to look at this here. There is some opening up of these laws, but I do think long-term... <clears throat> This will be looked back at as as a national tragedy, uh, a global tragedy. And w- one of the things that they're complaining about now is that you have to travel to get an abortion in, in some states. It looks like in Texas, you'd have to travel a certain um, distance to, to be able to get an abortion. Uh, and in other states like Utah, you got to go to Colorado in order to obtain uh, an abortion. But uh there's a lot of companies that are paying for that for people. Mm. And now the Biden administration and the health and human services secretary is saying that, yeah, maybe they they'll pay for your travel to get an abortion as well. Listen to this from uh, Xavier Becerra uh, telling NBC News what the Biden administration is considering right now. What are you doing concretely in response to the court's decision to try to help women? Well, we're working with uh, centers like Planned mm-hmm. Parenthood, so we are uh, restoring funding for Title X uh, family planning services. We are working with uh, mm-hmm. uh, supporters on the ground to make sure that we are providing services to women where we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are looking into everything, including assisting in transportation, something that HHS doesn't Wait. typically do. Can you do what? that legally? Good question. Uh, talk to me later. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a big question, right? I, I always tell my team at HHS, uh, if you've done your homework, then we have no right to do mild. And so we're going to be aggressive and go all the way. And oh, I, I would tell you if um, God. you're recording, so I won't tell you. So, uh, <laughs> this is all on the record, yeah. Mr. Secretary. We are looking at every option, wow. and among those is transportation. What, say that again? We are looking at every option, and among those is transportation. Transporting women to other states. Oh, yay! yay! I can get a ride from the federal government to kill my baby. Yay! yay! Oh, God. Can you imagine this guy is your boss, too? No. Every one of their employees no. has got to be like, oh, God. <laughs> if he says that thing. About if you've done your homework, it's, you can't go mild one more freaking time. That's like that's like the you've got done your homework. You can't, can't go, go mild. mild. What? Like I don't that, even. What does that I mean? I don't even know. It's just what something he thinks is mean? really smart. Like, yeah, I, I he pic- said it multiple times. Oh yeah, I I just picture uh, you know the guy from Office Space sitting there hearing like you know. Uh, the TPS report thing over and over and over again. That Every one of his employees is talking about that phrase. Me like, God, will he shut up? Uh, 
And unfortunately, no, he won't he unless won't. he's trying to hide illegal behavior, which is what he seemed to be doing. Yeah, right there. I would tell you at uh, HHS where, t- where I'm telling my employee. Well, no, I'm not going to tell you that because you're uh, this is being broadcast. So never mind. Yeah, it's uh, that's amazing. It's, it's pretty a, telling. A telling thing. And, you know, we've wow. seen uh, Biden encourage people basically says, hey, they can't look through your mail. In other words, you know, if you get abortion pills sent from overseas, uh, <sighs> you can have your abortion here. And right. the, statis- the statistics back this up. The, the You know, um, Texas has a six week ban. Had a six-week ban until very recently, which eliminated, I think, about half of abortions. So about half of them didn't happen in Texas. And they looked at what happened in neighboring states, and they found out about another 25% seemed to happen in neighboring states, and then another 25% seemed to happen with pills. So the question is, did it reduce mm-hmm. abortions at all? And the answer, and the answer seems is to be no. Maybe no. If if it did, maybe a little wow. bit. Wow. And. This is the long-term battle. I'm going to go over this tonight on Studios America. This is one of the focuses of the show today because it, we have to remember this is a long-term battle. This is not just overturning Roe versus Wade and celebrating. And it might be great yeah. that your state doesn't have abortions, and that's, I think, a great move. And, and, and this was a necessary part of the fight for life, but it does not end here. You know, look, long-term... There are organizations all around the world that will send abortion pills to you at your house, no matter whether you live in a state or not uh, that allows abortion. You can travel to other states. Canada, their, rea- their immediate reaction, Justin Trudeau, as you might expect, he's probably impregnated you know, hundreds of women in Canada <laughs> and uh, is very frequently at the abortion clinics. So he was very happy to say, hey, come across, come across the border. We'll give you abortion, abortion care here. We'll pay for it. Yeah. Well, except you got to be vaccinated. So <laughs> I know that's the funny part. It's yeah. like, will they it's allow great. unvaccinated women to at no. least come in and abort children? Can't allow Which that. one do they care more about? I think we'll they see. might allow they it. Might. They, yeah, might they might allow unvaccinated people. They won't allow unvaccinated people to cross the, the, the border to do business, go to a blue Jays game. None of that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but for an abortion, an abortion, they might wife. allow it. Yeah. They might waive it for yeah. that, which but is fascinating. Uh, but, you know, it, it's funny you brought up the, uh, the gun thing because that is, a, I think, a really, a really good example as to where we are in this country. Think about if you were on the left, and we know their, go- their goal is not common sense gun reform, right? Mm-hmm. We know what their goal is to get rid of all of these guns, mm-hmm. okay? And a lot of times we say this, we say their goal is to overturn the Second Amendment, but that's not their goal. Because think about what overturning the Second Amendment does, Overturning the Second Amendment, you got to elect all these people. You got to go through the whole constitutional process. Uh, really difficult. You got to get all these people in place. You have to win over the American people enough, and then you overturn the Second Amendment. And that's and, hard. And that's incredibly hard. hard. Okay. Yeah. What ha- what what have you accomplished then? How many guns are off the street? None. The answer to that is zero, zero. guns. Zero guns are off the street once you've gone through all of that work, <clears throat> and yeah. that's where we are. That you are here. When you talk about the abortion process, we have essentially, I would argue, overturning Roe versus Wade is a say is a similar thing as is overturned the Second Amendment. Okay? It's mm-hmm. massive. Mm-hmm. However, Texas would say, it's constitutionally guaranteed for you to be able to carry a gun. So would Louisiana, so would Mississippi, so would all the red states. They'd all say you can still own guns. And then some of the purple states would say you can own these types of guns and not other types of guns. And some people would say you're grandfathered in, others would not. And you know what would, at the end of the day, California would ban them, New York would ban them, and of course then all their criminals would still remain with their guns. But there would still be, if it's not 400 million guns on the streets, it's 300 million and or more. Because mm. after this, then you have to figure out 
to go, because you can ban them in California, but they're still on the streets. Then you have to go door to door to collect them. And how does that work? Not very well. Not very well. So what you can do, the That's best way. a dangerous way, proposition. The best way to eliminate guns in America is the best way to eliminate abortion in America, which is convince people that it's wrong. Yeah. Convince people. Win the argument. Persuade them. You know, we right now, if if evil Clarence Thomas, and you know he wants to do this, Pat. If he oh, overturned super evil, if he overturned the idea that slavery was illegal, uh-huh. if he came in, because, you know, Clarence Thomas, big slavery proponent, um, <laughs> if he came in and he said well, he's a white supremacist, a white supremacist, exactly. If he came in and said, OK, now somehow there's a ruling and somehow it passed the Supreme Court and somehow it got through and it was slavery is legal right now. Mm-hmm. What would happen? Would, would there be a lot of. People being like, I'm going to open up my new slave business. No, because we reject it as a horror show, right? We all think it's wrong. Yeah. Everyone agrees. Everyone agrees, with the exception mm. of maybe like four white supremacists, that slavery is terrible. And no one would own slaves, even if it were legal. Mm-hmm. And that's because we that argument was won by persuasion. It was also won by war, and it was also won by constitutional amendment, and all those other things factored in. But to win that argument, what you need to do is convince people they don't want it anymore. There was a big argument about interracial mm-hmm. marriage. It was a controversial topic at one point in this country. It no longer is. The argument was won. Which is why it's such a stupid claim. It's such a stupid that claim. Interracial marriage could be next, Clarence yeah. Thomas. Who is involved stupid. currently in an interracial marriage. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, he's going to overturn that, certainly. Uh, but like... Maybe that's his way. He didn't want to tell his wife he wanted a divorce. So he's got to overturn <laughs> interracial marriage. But I mean, it, it, um, contraception is the same thing. You know, there was a time where contra- mm-hmm. contraception was a, a, a controversial topic in this country. It is no longer a controversial topic in this country. If the, contracep- the contraception ruling, which was poorly argued and was this type of constitutional reach that Roe versus Wade was as well, if that were... To go away tomorrow, every state in the union would make it legal. Every mm-hmm. state in the union would make it legal. It is not mm-hmm. a controversial thing. Everybody, you might not like it. There are some opponents to contraception still, but it would not be a controversial topic. They don't want you to think about that because they 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 want to scare you. Their goal right now mm-hmm. is to scare liberal voters mainly to get to the polls because they realize we're not at the point where we're going to win this election. We're not at the point where... We can win purple districts. Let's just try to defend the blue ones. And that's where they are right now. Again, it's all they got. It's all they got. Triple eight seven two seven beck The Glenn Beck Program. You know, we focused as conservatives on this idea of... Companies paying people to go get abortions, paying for their travel, their employees. And, you know, we've seen uh, Disney, we've seen Amazon, Amazon, a bunch of these companies, a lot of financial institutions going this way. And I think one of the things we've maybe not talked about enough is, yes, the woke motivation is there for a lot of these companies. A lot of these places are liberal. I mean, Disney in particular, like clearly a woke reasoning. But like a bank? Why is a bank doing this? Well... I think there's wokeism involved, but I also think there's a cynical monetary decision being made here, which is mm. sure paying $4,000 to send your employee for a couple of days out of state to have an abortion sounds like an extra expense. But when you think about the alternative, you're talking maternity about paying them leave. maternity leave for several months. 
Yeah. Right? You are yeah. you are losing the employee really for good all that time. Yeah. And and you're paying them. You're paying them time. all that time. You're paying for the for increased no medical work. expenses all that time. Right. And in addition Shh. to that, that's right. In addition to that, uh-huh. what usually happens to a young woman who has been career focused and then has a baby? Often her priorities change. Yeah. She's no longer dedicated to you, the company. She's dedicated to her child. And if you can eliminate all of those quote-unquote problems at the same time for a few thousand dollars, all of a sudden that sounds like a trade worth <laughs> making for some of these evil companies. Oh, you're you're onto something there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sad but true. Exactly what's going on. Ugh. That's not altruistic. No, at all on the part of Amazon or Disney. They're just saving money. Wow. On the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Fascinating point on what's going on with the Supreme Court and all the all the feedback, all of uh, all the flack they're getting from people online and on television. Uh, we'll get into that. Plus, Kamala Harris had some genius things to say to parents, uh, which we'll share with you as well. Coming up in 60 seconds. So how important is your identity to you? I mean, it's not only standing, of course, as a protective wall between everything you have financially and the dangerous world of cyber criminals. It also says who you are in the community, what level of credibility you have. But with a tiny slip of information, and it doesn't have to be much, all of it can be taken away in an instant. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet, and that's what LifeLock is here for. They can't catch everything. No one can, but they can monitor things better than you can on your own. I mean, a lot better, let's be honest about it. If you're as lazy as I am, you're not doing anything to protect yourself. You need LifeLock to do this for you. And if you do become a victim, their restoration specialists can work with you to help you fix the problem quickly. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Interesting thing going on with the uh, Supreme Court decision as far as uh, Roe v. Wade is concerned. Uh, it It was Sam Alito who wrote the opinion. But it seems to be, uh, it seems to be someone else who's getting all the flack for it. Yeah, it seems to be Clarence Thomas largely getting all the flack. Now Alito, mm. it's white male, 
Pat. I don't know if you know this. I, I did know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas is not. He's not a white male. He's not a white male. Well, what about he, his white supremacy? What about that? F. Clarence Thomas being said all yeah, over the I, place. Yeah, I've seen the N-word applied to him. Oh, yeah. I, You know, um, Uncle Tom, the N-word, you can call him whatever you want, I guess, as long as you're on the left. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. I mean, you've seen this all over the place. It's bizarre. Now, this would obviously be attributed to racism if someone on the right was doing it. No question. When you're critical of any person who happens to be another race, always the motivation is assigned mm-hmm. to you. To mm-hmm. be racism, uh, but we had we had Lori Lightfoot. Do we have the Lori Lightfoot? Sod? I think we do have the Lori Lightfoot mm-hmm. audio of her at, uh, at this concert. This is her talking uh, mm-hmm. about the abortion ruling and saying "f Clarence Thomas." If you read Clarence Thomas concurrence, he said, "Thank you, Clarence Thomas." Oh. You heard it I mean, she's delightful, isn't she? She's a delight. I, you know, beyond that, and I, I hate to get into this, but she's just pretty. I mean, she's just a just. <laughs> she's so attractive. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's you're hard. Right. It's hard to be critical of her because it she's is. so beautiful. Yeah, right. In every way. In every way. In every way. I just just happen to like. She kind of glows. She glo- she, yeah, does. she does. She does. Yeah. I just had. I mean, maybe it's just me. I just have a thing for no, people that you. have eyes in very strange places. Like they just seem to be pointing in all different directions. I just love it. You know, I just got that thing for the that fish-eyed look. Yeah. You know? Well, there's no. I mean, it's no wonder. It's really a, an it's, attractive. It's look. It's just attractive. It I mean, it's not traditionally uh, thought of in that way. Oh, really? But you know. Hmm. They're doing different things. Like, for example, in the swimsuit issue right now, they're doing different things. They have a larger women. Hey, they are doing different uh, things. They that have sometimes mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, trans people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, people with, without their limbs. There's a lot of different kind of attractiveness. Right. Thank you, Pat. Yeah. And Lori Lightfoot fits yeah. exactly in that kind of attractiveness. Yeah, it's a, a different, different kind. Different kind of a different kind. But So she was addressing this Clarence Thomas thing, and people say... Oh, Lori Lightfoot there. Like, you know, we are not going to stand by and let this happen. You know who else isn't standing by and letting this happen? The other conservative justices. Now, I think Clarence Thomas is right on this point, which is the idea that these these Supreme Court rulings were decided improperly. And when Mm. you have overt creation of rights through the court, that should be reversed. Mm. I agree with clarence thomas on that i do not want contraception to be illegal in this country no however when the ruling is is put through in a way that is improper you should reverse it and then states should allow it states should be allowing contraception which of course all 50 of them would immediately Mm -hmm. so taking the next step beyond that the idea that you have to stand up against clarence thomas is ridiculous he has one vote he has, he has his own vote to do the things he's talking about, which mm-hmm. is why he wrote a concurrence in which only he was involved in. No one else was agreed with him on it. <laughs> you have one vote right. in the Supreme Court on this. Right. One. That's an important point. But they are trying to terrify you that he's going to undo all these other rights. Yeah, he can't. He can't. Clarence Thomas is not the king of America. He might be the most important man in America. Uh-huh. I might argue that. Uh-huh. But he is not the king. He is king. not the king. Nor does he want to be the king, by the way. So all of the racism starts spilling out of the left. Ah, why Uh, is this? Like, you can't believe. Why is this? Why are they attacking Clarence Thomas? And if I'll give you one other example who's taken a beating for this, it's not Brett Kavanaugh. It's not Justice Gorsuch. It's Amy Coney Barrett, the woman and the black person. Those two seem to be the targets 
yeah. of every ounce of animosity from the left. Why is that? I know what they would say it was. Mm-hmm. They would say it's sexism and racism. And you know what? Maybe it no is. No doubt. Maybe it is. Well, I, I think it is. I don't know. I why. really do I believe don't know, it is. I don't know what else it could be, especially with Amy Coney Barrett. Like all she did was agree with the opinion. She's exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. Thomas did take that extra step, so maybe you could argue there's a little bit of that there. But Amy Coney Barrett, all she did was agree. All she did was concur with the opinion. Mm-hmm. That's it. But you look at the left, and you see how often this happens, and it's just it's to the point now where you can't ignore it mm. anymore. You you've got to acknowledge they are a bunch of racists. I mean, somebody who doesn't get nearly enough credit for his racism is Joe Biden. Mm. I mean, how many times have we been down that road where he says things that are completely racist and gets away with it and nobody says anything? I mean, you got the first sort of sort of mainstream African American, right? Yeah, who's who is uh, articulate, articulate, and bright, and bright, clean, and clean, and yeah. nice looking guy. It's actually I mean, shower. It's, it's a storybook, man. It's a storybook, man. They don't usually shower. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, they're not usually articulate. That's no, for sure. Come on, according now. to Joe Biden, <laughs> it's a, like think Crazy. about this. He's comparing Barack Obama, an African American who can speak and takes showers, to yep. like a unicorn. Yes, to a magical to something story. That's a storybook. Yeah, I, that's incredible. How does how how did that guy become the Democratic nominee for president? And it's other not just than, that. There have been so many times yeah. where he's gone down that road. The, uh, the other. Part, portion is uh-huh. a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in huh. the community, in the Hispanic and the African American community, they particularly in just don't uh, know. Uh, rural they, areas that are distant and or rural, inner or city, districts, city know <laughs> how to use, or city. know how to get online they to determine how to get in line for that COVID vaccine. Know how to get online. Are you kidding me? And I love how he tries to make this distinction between rural and, and urban, and he just includes all of them. So it's basically what? Maybe suburban blacks can figure out how to get registered, but not urban they're, or suburban. They're the only or, ones, or though. rural. Right. And if, if a white, if, if somebody had said this who is on the right, uh, Delaware, what would happen? The largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Hey, he's not joking about that. Am I, I'm not Are joking. You? Okay, yeah, he's, he's not, not joking. joking. I thought he might have been joking. No, there. he wasn't. Might, might have given him a pass, but <laughs> he no, he's joking. not joking. <laughs> and this is one of the most telling to me. And by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, mm-hmm. unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse, diverse. community. Yeah, they have different thoughts. With incredibly different attitudes about different things. Yeah. N- not not blacks, though. They don't have different attitudes about no. different things. They all think alike. And this guy is so entitled that after saying all of those things, he then came to the table with, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't you black. Ain't black. That is, I mean, think of the entitlement that goes into a statement like that. So if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Incredible. Seriously incredible. This man is president of the United States. I just don't know he's how any of it happened. dropping. I don't, I don't understand how he became vice president to begin with. Yeah. And then, oh, well, we do know that. Uh, racism. Well, yeah. Barack Obama yeah. said he believed Americans were so racist, he needed to pick an old white guy. That is legitimately True. why he did it. Yeah. He wanted to pick an old white guy because he thought Barack Obama is pushing these racists far enough. 
You know, the, the, the name, uh, I, he's got a different name, as he's pointed out. I don't know if you ever heard him say that, Pat. He, he, mo- he, pended, he, noted, <laughs> he did? He yeah. said that? Huh. He, he noted occasionally that his yeah. name was different. <laughs> and he had a different name, and there were a lot of people who would not accept that, so they had to uh-huh. bring in a steadying in, uh, um, influence yeah. from, for somebody who was somebody older Somebody who could be and com- white. comfortable to whitey. And that was because, another whitey. Because we know how Barack Obama sees the country. That's so true. People who have, uh, who are, they, they are clinging to their gods and their guns, mm-hmm. uh, and they they have antipathy to uh, people who are different. This is how he sees America, and he yep. saw America that way. So he picked Joe Biden, and somehow this country rewarded him with the presidency. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> it's it's incredible. How on earth? And clearly, he didn't like Joe Biden and still doesn't. I mean, you no. saw him when he came back to the White House and they celebrated his arrival and everything was so great and they had all those get-togethers. And Biden was like a little puppy dog that was trying to get his attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, desperately trying. Barack, Barack, he's yelling at Barack. And and Obama continues to ignore him and turns his back on him the whole time. He didn't even like him. But I think you're right. It was the racism. And when even when he tries not to be racist, he's still racist. Like f- the time, for example, as I was just reminded, uh, that uh, when he said poor kids are just as bright as white kids. No, he didn't say that. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, man. The amount, the, the, the lengths the left man. will go. Mm-hmm. To paint a conservative or a Republican as a racist, they will take something oh, out of context that no they didn't mean from 50 years ago yeah. and trot it out as evidence that they're this evil uh, undercover racist. When you have, mm. I mean, seemingly every speech that Joe Biden makes has some racial comment in it that is uh, uncomfortable to hear. And the only exception to that are the ones where you can't understand his sentences. Like, the only reason he has not been doing that that much lately is because now he just mumbles through them and you can't tell what he's saying. God only knows what words he's saying under the mumbling. How many times this guy blurted out a slur in the middle of his speech and we didn't realize it? Probably a ton. Wait, oh my God, I think he just said the N-word. Yes, he probably did. That, it really is a problem. I mean, Trent Lott said what? That he liked... Somebody he liked a former or, or a person that people considered a racist. It was uh, what's his face, hundred yeah. year old guy. Uh, yes, I can't remember. Uh, Strom right. Thurmond. Strom Thurmond. Yeah, it was Strom Thurmond, and he said, "Yeah, yeah we'd be better off." Like he would have been a great right? president Wasn't or something to that effect. It, it was. I think it was his hundredth birthday. Hundredth birthday, which you know was close. And he to said the guy would have been a great president. And I don't even think he said that. I think he said it would have been better off. We would have been better off if we listened to him or something like that. Now, it was not specific right. like we would have been better off if we listened to his racism. He just said a general nice comment at the guy's 100th birthday and, and they threw him forever. out forever. Yeah. yeah. They threw yeah. him out. But they Jeez. all you know, basically every other week we get another comment from Joe Biden. <laughs> and no one cares. It's Joe not being Joe. He's just allowed to do those things. And very, for a long time. Very strange. I mean, the Obama comment came in, what, 2008, 2007 or 8, when he talked about what a clean, articulate African-American he was? Yeah. Uh, so he's been doing it for a long time. And really, the and old, getting away with it the And you go time. back to the 80s and 90s and you find even worse stuff. Oh, but, yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah. you look at <clears> the only time he ever was really held to any account for 
all of the racial insensitivities was by Kamala his vice Harris. president <laughs> who, so in weird. the debate when they wanted Biden to lose. At the time, they had the option of Bernie Sanders. They had the option of Kamala Harris. They had the mm. option of all these other people. And they kind of didn't really want the media didn't want Biden to win. So they ran with that Kamala Harris thing about how she was this girl. That girl was a five-year-old. Five-year-old girl. Five-year-old girl was the, yeah. was hurt by your busing policies. And that little girl was me. <laughs> to the We're surprise like, of absolutely dun, dun, dun. no one. I know. Uh, it was the longest setup to a reveal line that everyone knew was coming that we've ever seen. But it was successful for her. I mean, this was yeah. that was when Kamala Harris rocketed to a, you know, first or second in the in the primary. She was unable to hold that position. Lasted about fifteen minutes, but, but was able to guilt him into putting her as VP. Mm-hmm. So I guess it worked in a, in a roundabout sort of way. But no one seems to care. No, they don't. No one seems to care about. We it. have more wisdom from Kamala coming up too uh, in sixty seconds. Uh, all right, Kamala Harris had a message for parents of boys, uh, and it's powerful. So you, really? you have to hear it. Yeah, hear it. Here it is. And when we think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. Mm. First of all, if you are a parent of sons, do think about what this means mm-hmm. for the life of your son, mm-hmm. they, they might need and what that will mean in terms of the choices he will have. Oh, uh, you know what? I gotta say it. Is she right? made that face that I should be like won over by that comment? So I am. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, are yeah. you really oh my gosh yeah. think I, Pat, powerful uh, here's the thing first of all powerful never considered my son I, 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 and that, which is weird i have a son yeah never considered gosh if this goes away he might not be able to abort my grandson <laughs> and i you know and i thought or my granddaughter <laughs> mm-hmm. never thought of that i never thought gosh i really want him to do that because it's going to be great for me not to have a grandchild i actually had yeah. the bizarre i know this is weird it's weird to admit on a national radio show but i had the bizarre alternate opinion that i want grandchildren what? one day yeah like weird. i want to like i want to be able to do stuff weird. with them and, and go to their little league games and, uh-huh. and 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 have an incredible experience of you know watching them grow up i had never considered what i really want mm-hmm. is just an abortion factory from my kids. I want them to be aborting the grandchildren all over the place. Why didn't I think of that? She also seems to be saying that you better look out because now your sons are going to have to take responsibility for pregnancies. Ooh. Which, <laughs> no. no, I mean. No, she would never. You, you, you don't want that. You don't want your sons to be responsible for their actions. Actually, that's another weird one. Again, I, I am way out of step, I guess, here. But I was thinking maybe he should be responsible for his own actions. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was thinking, like, if he does huh. something like that, if he yeah, if he's if he punished for the baby, a, a girl, and was I've got two daughters, nine year old, yeah. nine years old, and six years old. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to teach them first of all about values and morals. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Whatever. But sure. But if they make a mistake, no consequences, right? I don't Come want on. them punished with a baby. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't baby. want them punished with uh, sexually transmitted uh, disease, an STD at the age of sixteen. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. I'm going to tell them, hey, look, there's right and wrong here, and it's wrong to impregnate uh, girls and then just leave them in the lurch, okay, and uh, and not marry them. What you should do, though, if you get her pregnant is we'll just wipe that clean and there won't be any consequences because we'll get the person an abortion, okay? Yeah. There's That's no consequences. Yeah. Uh, now, if that option is removed in your state, why then there might be consequences for your boy. And we can't have that. Uh, <laughs> is that. Is that not what she's saying there? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, I just want to, I go to my kid and I say, you know what? You impregnate someone, control mm-hmm. Z. 
undo. <laughs> Just undo it. <laughs> is it that or is it Control Alt Delete? I have uh, well, you got Control, control Alt Delete is restart. I have, okay, uh, Command Z <laughs> on my Mac, I think, and then c- c- Control Z. Yeah. Just undo the thing. Yeah. You know, you can't. You shouldn't be punished with a baby. No. You think I want to be punished with a grandchild? No. After that, no, no, I wouldn't love the grandchild. No, no, no. I would. Th- I would look at it as a punishment, as a right. as an unfair consequence to my actions. That's not my fault, and I should be able to control Z that thing whenever I want. Well, and look, your boys—they're not carrying a baby. No. Most of them. I mean, no. some of them, I guess, do. Now. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. I mean, <laughs> let's not get too generalized there. Yeah, because some it, men do carry babies. Because to give Kamala Harris full credit here, mm-hmm. she may have been not talking about what we're saying, which is saying that the man might impregnate the woman. Mm-hmm. He may. She what may have been saying, "What if pregnant? he becomes pregnant?" She may have. He needs to be able to get his <laughs> abortion as well. You know. <laughs> and now so. your son's been impregnated. And he can't get an abortion in Texas. <laughs> now what do you do? You have to drive all the way to Kansas. That's unbelievable. Oh, man. <laughs> At least until Clarence Thomas gets his hands on Kansas, too. You know? <laughs> then, then right, yeah, right, the Handmaid's yeah. Tale is coming. It's coming. Welcome to Gilead, Pat. Oof. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, 888-727-BECK. Monday is a 4th of July holiday. If you need some goodies to go along with your 4th of July celebration, get the greatest cookies on earth at uh, kexi.com. You really liked the coconut, what was it, the coconut cream coconut cookie cream that was we amazing. just did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's available now, I think, in the latest pack. There's a bunch of good ones in this Salted latest Salted caramel pack. has probably always been my favorite, and that's back. And this time, it's pissed. I don't know what it's mad about. But yeah. It just came back pissed. I don't know why. Well, you took it You took it yeah. off the shelf Well, for that's a while. probably right. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. Uh, so, kexi.com, if you'd like to get the greatest cookie on earth. K-E-K-S-I? K-E-K-S-I. There you go. Glenn's thing is, uh, we've, we've had two names for this company. The first one was Scrumptious, which he didn't think anybody can spell. Second one is Kexi, which he doesn't think anybody can spell. <laughs> Glenn thinks you're an idiot. That's the... Uh, well, Kexi, though, is not even... Uh, scrumptious, you really should be able to spell. You should. I'm not, I'm yeah, not. you should. Kexi is, though, that means cookie in Finland. So it's a in little Finnish. bit of a reach. A little bit. But, you know, it's yeah, a little, little bit, bit of a unique name. Mm-hmm. People might not necessarily know how to spell it. K-E-K-S-I. And they're delicious, by the way. The best cookies I've ever had, unquestionably. Uh, so definitely pick those up. For the holidays. It's a good time. Now, here's something that maybe you hadn't considered because you're, you're a hate-mongering who mongers and hate. And that's the economic consequences that come with overturning Roe v. Wade. They're going to be enormous. Are they? According to CNN. Uh, yeah. And uh, economists are warning that this decision will cause immediate economic pain in 26 states where abortion bans are most likely and where people already face lower wages, less worker power, and limited access to health care. Now, uh, why would they lose any access to health care? Because, I guess, because Planned Parenthood is going to shut down? I thought that abortions were just a tiny little minute portion of yeah. the health care that is provided by Planned Parenthood. Basically right? irrelevant, Pat. 
uh-huh. to their to their operation almost the abortion yeah. oh my yeah. gosh they don't i don't even a lot, <laughs> a lot of people who work at planned parenthood aren't even aware they do abortions yeah because it, it's it such them. a small little well they slice. only do three hundred thousand a year that's it yeah that's it why are we even talking about this i don't thing? know you know so insignificant i don't know but the fall of roe will be an additional economic barricade to them Consequences are likely so extensive and far-reaching that it's hard to quantify them, according to Jason Lindo. Jason, try. Try to quantify, because I'd like to hear how damaging. How is this going to hurt the economy? Well, taking away a woman's right to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll hurt Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood's it it economy. will hurt Planned Parenthood. <laughs> it will. And those people might be out of work in a lot of those states. But it also hurts the overall female health care. It's going to suffer. Uh, for many women, clinics that offer family planning services, I, that always kills me. The family planning at Planned Parenthood is to not have a family. <laughs> it's, it's a bizarre. I mean, they do also, bizarre. I guess they're out there would be, they do also give you, uh, you know, contraception. They, they do, like, right. while it is a small right. chunk of what they do, and you can look at and debunk their idiotic lies about how small of a percentage or how, uh, you know, how much a small of a percentage it is for abortion. Because <laughs> um, it is a very small percentage uh, of uh, of what they do is the other stuff, right? Like, yeah. again, it, like, there's no opposition to funding an organization that gives out uh, free contraception other than just financial. Maybe that's not the right way to do it for the government to be involved. But there's no, there's no moral uh, outrage, I don't think, really from that perspective. Uh, the perspective uh, that's outrageous to people morally is abortion. Mm-hmm. So if you took, like, mm-hmm. for example, there was like, we also give mammograms. And I like, don't think they, they don't even actually do that. seem they to do that. They do seem that. to refer people for them right. largely. But yes. even if they did do that, there's no opposition to mammogram facilities. If you want to be a non-controversial organization, you could just stop doing abortions. And then no one would find you to be controversial. There's yeah. tons of women's health organizations yeah. that don't do abortions that no one finds controversial, except when the left starts firebombing them. Yeah. They they seem to find it controversial when only prenatal care is done. And they what, seem to find it uh, awful. Speaking of which, there have been 50-plus uh, firebombings and, and uh, attacks on... Uh, care facilities that offer women help with actually giving birth to the baby. Those are being firebombed and set on fire and attacked and graffitied all over the country. And nobody cares about that. No, not a, not one iota. Do they care about that? I still think there's going to be more uh, unrest in the streets over this as we go forward. I'm, I'm honestly surprised it's been as muted as it has been. And when Mm -hmm. I say muted 50 different places have been hit at least, Mm-hmm. And we have seen some really violent protests that have broken out. But not what I thought was going to happen. No, I either. thought it would be worse. Yeah. And th- one of the interesting things about this politically, too, going forward is obviously the, the left has said, hey, we got nothing going on here. We've got inflation through the roof. Or the border is a disaster. Ukraine's not going well. Um, you know, inflation is, is awful. The economy's in the crapper. Mm-hmm. We are in big trouble. And we have nothing to hold on to. So let's grab abortion. And hope that the scare tactics of, you know, hey, your contraception might go away and interracial marriage might go away. Who, who knows? Would hope that idiots believe that and come to the polls and we can hold on to some seats. That's mm-hmm. their current governing philosophy. One of the interesting parts about this is if they do go over these lines and they become violent and they start burning down buildings, 
all the whatever goodwill they might get from moderates who are who favor uh, the abortion side of the argument will go away because a lot of those mm-hmm. people don't want their cities burned down over these things. So they're trying to hold back on that to protect politically their investment. Um, but one of the interesting things about this, I think so many people were convinced that Roe versus Wade going away means abortion is illegal in all circumstances. That is how the media has, they've said handmaid's tale, right? I mean, like they've, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. that that's what they believe is coming when they live in a state like New York and they realize, Oh, well, it's, it's not coming. Actually, our, you know, most abortions are still legal here. Even in a purple state, mm-hmm. like let's say a um, uh, Florida right now, which is a purplish, you know, maybe a lean, little lean of a red right now. Obviously, we, you know, Ron DeSantis, we like Ron DeSantis and, and they voted red the last couple of elections, but it's always been a close state. Mm-hmm. When they find out that through 15 weeks, they can still get an abortion, 15 weeks, mm-hmm. which would encapsulate mm-hmm. almost all abortions, by the way, it's, you know, 15 week limit allows for almost all abortions. It's well above 90% of abortions happen between before 15 weeks. So this very moderate limit wow. that we've asked for, that Mississippi was asking for, that led to this particular um, Supreme Court ruling, is a very modest ask. It's like saying, okay, like let's just not get, like the ones where they're crawling around, can we not kill those kids? I don't know. <laughs> can we do that? When they're shaking a rattle and saying da-da, can yeah. we not kill them? I don't know. When they've grown a beard, yeah, can we maybe just, not... Maybe not kill them. We're just asking for that. So this would allow for most abortions. So people who are really upset about this in Florida, when their friend or they become pregnant and they decide they're going to, they want an abortion and they can just get it. How upset are they going to be? Yeah. They might be upset for women in Texas who can't do it as easily or some lady in Alabama. They might feel some, you know, some, some outrage for, and certainly they'll express it online. We know how fake a lot of that is. Mm-hmm. Are they really, is that really going to motivate their vote in a, in a situation where they're paying 10, 20, 30% more for their goods every day when they're paying double not, for no. cars and gas yeah. when, when they're, when, when the border is out of control, when we're in seemingly involved in a war, we're not quite involved in, but we're giving billions and billions of dollars away that we can't afford when all of these things are going wrong. Are they really going to be like, well, I can only get an abortion whenever I want it, but other people might not be able to. Most states, guys, most states are going to still allow almost all abortions. That is the reality of where we will be after all of this is done. You know, you Mm -hmm. might get to 20 states that come close to banning it with with exceptions. But most states are going to have uh, a, a big a big allowance for almost all abortions. Most of them are not late term. And we've we've acknowledged that throughout this process. Like, I really want them banned late term. Most of them aren't late term. Most of them are early. Uh, and uh, that is doesn't make it any better to me, per se. It does make it a lot worse to a lot of people who, who don't look at this issue the same way that I do, though. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, yeah. do, I mean, 84% of Americans are, avail- are opposed to um, uh, third term abortions being legal 84% uh, yes and I, I agree with what you just said but um, they really feed off of the hatred that and the the zeal and the passion uh, of the abortion activists is just so intense that uh they use that as an impetus for people to vote. And, it, you know, you're just talking about feelings at that point. Okay, these people are taking away your rights 
So you must vote against them in uh, in November. But uh, do you remember the rant that Louis C.K. went on mm. uh, a few years ago? This was, what, I don't know, 2019, 2018, somewhere in there, where he was talking about why the right is so fired up about maybe saving babies, maybe uh, uh, not granting abortions to people. And he explained it maybe as well as you can possibly explain it. Here's what he said. People hate abortion protesters. They're so shrill and awful. They think babies are being murdered. (laughs) What are they supposed to be like? I don't know. It's not cool. (laughs) I don't want to be a about it, though. (laughs) I don't want to ruin their day as they murder several babies all the time. (laughs) I don't think it's killing a baby. I don't. I mean, it's it's a little bit... It's a little bit killing a baby. It's a little bit. It's 100% killing a baby. It is. It's totally killing a whole baby. But I think that women should be allowed to kill babies. That's what I think. They should be allowed to kill babies. Be honest. Uh-huh. That's what you have yeah. to believe to, be, to support their position. That's what they're like. Do some shots and kill some babies. <laughs> I killed like four babies last night. It was <laughs> I just think it has to be one or the other. You know, like when people say abortion should be legal, safe, and rare. Why rare if it should be legal? If it should be legal, it's... It's... It's funny because... If it should be rare, it's murdering babies! <laughs> it's funny because the safe, legal, and rare thing was always BS. Yeah. It just was more effective than what they're doing now. They're, they've decided to be honest about it and celebrate and shout their abortions and to, uh, I think, real negative effect for their movement, thank God. But, I mean, they've been on, when they're honest about it, people realize what it is. When you say it's like, oh, gosh, ugh, it's, it's such a balancing act between the life of this child and whether this woman can pursue her career. <laughs> For some reason, that works on some people. It doesn't work on me. I don't think it works on most women, frankly. You find that women are often the most pro-life people around. But it's interesting to see that. I mean, you see polls that women are more pro-life than men. And like you see certain people in the media, you know, I, I, Dave Portnoy comes to mind, uh, who is pretty, I, I don't know, I mean, he interviewed President Trump. He seems to be like annoyed with all the woke stuff, but he came out, really, he's super pro-choice. Now, he's known for a few different things. He's known for, you know, he interviewed the president, he reviews a lot of pizzas, and he does mm-hmm. seem to have sex with a lot of 19-year-olds. It's kind of one of his <laughs> defining characteristics, so perhaps... Guys go down these roads often and think to themselves, I can do a lot of things and not have to do a lot of things. I can go down these roads and have lots of fun without any of the responsibility. And that does seem to connect with a lot of guys. That shouldn't be an argument in its favor. No, you (laughs) think that would be something we look down upon. But, uh, you know, that's just the way that this happens, I guess. This is the way the, the world works. They're taking advantage of whatever they can. And mm-hmm. if it can scare, like they realize that, that abortion by itself might not be enough, so they're going to scare you about interracial marriage and contraception. They know. I mean, look. It's the, sex marriage. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to lump that into it, too. They absolutely know it is not at risk. It is explicitly in the ruling that it is not at risk. Mm-hmm. One person, Clarence Thomas, 
wrote a concurring opinion saying, yes, it's not a, an issue in this case, but I, if I had the opportunity, I would go back and reverse some of these cases. He's not saying he's opposed to contraception. He's just saying they were improperly decided, which, of course, is accurate. But still, with all that being said, boys and girls, it's not happening. Unless you get five more Clarence Thomases on the court, which we do not have, and Probably we can't seem no. to find, right. by the way. We're tr- we've tried a lot of times. We <laughs> really have. We can't seem to find more Clarence Thomases. 888-727-BECK. More patents. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Glenn's on vacation this week. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Colin Kaepernick back in the news because he recently tried out with the uh, with Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Warren Sapp said he heard it was the worst workout of all time. <laughs> Which goes to Stu's continual point. Always remember, before Colin Kaepernick took a knee... He lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. Ouch. Never forget. (laughs) Never forget. Before he took a knee, he already lost his job, and he lost that job to Blaine Gabbert. (laughs) I I made a t-shirt that says just that on studosmerch.com because it's such an important thing for this country to unite on and remember. Yes. Always. This is the Glenn Beck Program.